You don't need to be in New York to make in finance. You don't need to be in San Fran to make in tech. You don't need to be in Paris to make in fashion. I have a really good uh, artist that I'm absolutely passionate about. She's from India. She's 15 years old. She's self-taught. We flew her to Amsterdam to give a, a keynote. First time ever she was on stage talking to major brands about her work. 15 years old, dude, from like somewhere in India, you know, and now she's having like a a word stage to to talk about how she's transformed her life. You can literally make it financially, regardless where in the planet you are. Welcome to the podcast, where we introduce you to incredible humans who share their journeys with the mission to inspire you to harness your own inner tenacity to drive your life and career forward. And now, your host, Adam Posner. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. We're bringing the best and the brightest in the world of business, marketing, and personal growth to help you harness your inner tenacity and drive your career forward. My guest today on the podcast is Diego Borgo. Diego is a Web3 and Metaverse advisor leading Fortune 500 brands into Web3 and the Metaverse space. With over a decade of expertise in digital marketing and branding and over six years of blockchain experience, Diego guides brands through the rapidly evolving digital wild west that is Web3 by helping them to drive commercial value and customer engagement. And he's worked with massive global brands that you know, Adidas, Prada, G-Star, Salesforce, Unilever, L'Oreal, MasterCard, and more, just to name a few. And I'm excited to kick this one off. And I'm also excited to have my Immutable Mindset co-host, Kevin Logan Jr. in the house as my co-pod. So let's do it. Diego, welcome to the podcast. What is up? I'm stoked. What an intro, man. What an intro. (laughs) I always say that it feels like we're we're driving in a caddy somewhere. It is. It is. Sometimes, sometimes Kevin drives, sometimes I drive, but we're all going in the right direction here. And first and foremost, I want to thank you so much for, for joining Kevin and I on the show today. As I mentioned in our, in our, in our debriefing, um, before we hit record, you've been someone in the space that we have both looked up to for a long time, doing it the right way and leading by example. And we're excited to have this conversation today. Thank you. It means a lot to me, man. Appreciate it. Awesome. Good stuff. So let's just jump into it. And you have an extensive resume and I want to talk a little bit about your your pre-Web3 experience. Uh, We'll call it Web2 days before you got into it. And you were working on the agency side, right? Let's talk a little bit about what you were working on before this Wild West came about, this rodeo. Yeah, let's let's go. Let's let's rewind quite a bit, right? So the, the year is 2007. I'm 16 years old and I get to my first job, which is the agency side. And the agency I started working with uh, basically was helping major brands already. So think of Samsung, uh, Mm -hmm. Warner Bros, uh, Microsoft, Xbox. Is this in in Brazil? This is in Brazil, yes. Okay. And uh, Red Bull, companies on that level. Mm -hmm. And we were helping them to strategize their entry within the gaming industry. I'm talking 2007. Mm -hmm. So the console is sitting in the basement not in the living room. Gaming is for nerds. Esports wasn't mainstream. is a waste of time. And we are trying to help those brands understand what is the value for them. Sounds familiar? That's how it started. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny how it all, everything old is new again, right? Everything is you new. But, what, but when, when did you realize that your, that your superpower was, was that ability to really listen and understand the essence of a brand, the consumers, and make that connection? Yeah, so that agency helped me to connect the two, like sort of like keep a fresh eye for what's next from a culture perspective and also have a very good understanding on, uh, you know, marketing, digital strategies and branding. So I went on to do, you know, my uh, university and MBA on that side, 
finished when I was 24 and I was like, okay, ready to go. I don't need to show fucking diplomas around anymore. I ticked that box. Now we're going to get serious about building, about getting involved, about, uh, you know, sort of like going out there and, and getting, and getting hands on. So from, from 24, so basically 10 years now, all I've done was hands on, right? Cause I, I built the safety net of having the diploma on the wall. And from there on, I was like, I just going to get hands on and, and, and building this, these different spaces. Right. Um, uh, you fast forward to like 2000, 17, no, 2014 was when I heard uh, about Bitcoin the first time. So did you, did you, to, did you invest? Yeah, listen up. I'm talking <laughs> to this guy. Picture a maxi, proper maxi. Yeah. Talking to me about Bitcoin. Bitcoin is going to take over the world. We're going to get the financial systems down. It's like a different way on which we can take over the, the governments and get and break out of the matrix. And I'm like, I hear you, but it's not necessarily <laughs> something that I want to get involved. So does he also live thing, in a forest by himself? <laughs> <laughs> so one thing that I, I learned back there is listen or try to see through the actual product, not the messenger. Right. And, and I just passed on that. Obviously fast forward to 2017, I have a good friend that works at Amazon uh, at, um, sorry, at, uh, Microsoft on the sort of like uh, cloud computing side of things, Azure. Right. And he's talking about the technology, right? The guy talks about mm -hmm. no coins, nothing, just technology, technology, technology. So that's what we can do with supply chain. That's what you can do for database. That's why the decentralized or public ledgers are important. Those are the use case. Oh, do you know what IoT stands for? That's where blockchain can play a big role in. And I was like, holy shit, now things start getting more interesting, right? right. So the matrix now, in your head is starting to come together, like the puzzle above your head. It's like the cloud, right? <laughs> Exactly. So Rain that starts start to make more sense. And then I start digging into different projects, right? So this is what mid 2017, I started getting deep into, you know, buying some coins here and there just because I sort of like found the project, wanted to be involved in the community. And then I became a victim of the ICOs, right? So you fast forward to Jan, end of Feb to 2018, ICOs happen, all the coins that I deeply believe in, all the projects happen to be a rug. Yep. And I learned my first, uh, you know, lesson in crypto back there. Well, let's 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 pause on that one for a second here, mm. because I, I come from the agency world too. I, I spent the first fifteen years of my career working in account management and strategy on the digital side. I've seen brand evolutions and connecting, and 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 I think a lot of those fundamentals are are true. But what what do you think is one of those core fundamentals from those days that we could apply now? Right. What it, when we talk about what is old is new again, some of those fundamental marketing strategies that the winners that are still winning and then get burned down in the forest fire are doing well. Yeah. I mean, I think that I, I love looking at the past to, to, to predict the future. Right. And, 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 and culture is something that is not necessarily linear, but you can, you can sort of like see where it's heading. Right. It's difficult to understand how long it's going to take to get, to go mainstream, but it's, it, there is there is some patterns that you can look at, right? And I think that the wave we we've been riding on the sort of like deep degen side of things of NFTs, especially within you know what 2020, 2021, and and half of 2022 has shown us the tip of the iceberg, right? Obviously, that side of of the the the, the technology which is deeply connected with culture has displayed many different things, right? There's many different wrong things with, uh, with, uh, with, with it, but there's also many things that are interesting, right? So if you look, for example, at how brands can get closer to customers, right? So if you look 
what happened in NFTs and what happened back already, uh, you know, in, in, in 17 and before is, is the same, the same motto of if you find something exciting that's beyond product, that's beyond commerciality that you can get, um, you know, people excited about and you can sort of like build a community around that's, that's where you start fostering, uh, and building brand, for example. Something that's kind of been, we go back to this, whatever is old is new again. When, what I've been observing, I love your thoughts on this. Whenever there's a movement, it starts with the culture, with the artists, with the music, right? I mean, we're, we're, we're seeing that again, right? We're seeing that again. And that's how it really kicked up in this space. And I think, you know, I, don't, I hate to say no, that. No, you're NFTs right. It feels are, like a renaissance. You're talking right, about a renaissance. And, NFTs are a dirty word, but that's what kind of got everyone's eyes open. Yeah. I mean, what's, what's, what's your personal experience with the, with the NFT side of Web3? What was your first taste? Talked about uh, coins. Yeah, good one. So the first, the very first uh, NFT I bought was, was basically a land on sandbox. I found the, mm. the concept of digital land ownership very intriguing, um, very difficult for me to grasp why something that is unlimited should be limited. Mm. Uh, you know, especially when it comes to land. So I really wanted to sort of like deep into, go deeper into that and start like, uh, you know, playing around. So that was the first thing I, I entered from a different, very different angle, which was of land. And then from there, obviously I got into the PFPs and the communities and the passes and, uh, you know, the different collectibles and different things. But my, my entry point was into that. It's a good entry point to talk about the metaverse. Let's, I, I'd love your perspective on, in the last, we'll call it, you know, four years, were well, your first initial vision of the metaverse where you thought it was in your head, the point now where you're, where you're a thought leader in this space and you have access to the, to the real alpha, you know what's going on that's happening there. How has your perspective changed and what are your thoughts on the future of the metaverse? Are we still way too early stage in this or is this shit real or is it not going to happen? Yeah, again, we go back to, to, to the past, right? So the simple way of looking mm -hmm. at the metaverse, immersive experiences, uh, you know, virtual words, whatever the fuck you want to call it, because right. a lot of people want to have the right term that they have, mm -hmm. uh, you know, get really passionate about. It doesn't matter, <laughs> but whatever you want to call it, that makes you happy uh, or whatever you hate. That's, you know, let's get that. So if you think about that, the metaverse is nothing else than an expansion or an evolution of how we connect digitally as humans and as a species. That's where you can break all the complexity out and take all the complexity away, right? And what I mean by that is how were we connecting at the beginning of the internet? We were in chat rooms. We were in ICQ. We were in MSN messengers. Everything was basically- hey, chat rooms, man. Chat rooms, right? Everything yeah. was basically typing, text. That was the V1, let's call, on how we connected digitally at scale. That V1 evolved to V2, which now is we added- uh, voice and video to that, right? So we have we have text, we have voice, and we have video, and then we have Zoom, we have Teams, we have uh, you know um, experience like we are having right now. We have uh, calls on WhatsApp and all of that, right? Now what's happening is we are going to the V3 version of that, which will have still text, we will have video and voice, and we are adding another part to that, another technology to that stack, which is virtual words which is metaverse, which is immersive experience. So instead of you just being represented by yourself on a video cam like we are doing right now, you could, because it's an extension, it's not a replacement, you could be um, represented by an avatar not in a virtual avatar. world, and we could be sitting around the table. And that for some, or at scale, we will see how the technology develops, 
might be a way on which we will be interacting moving forward digitally. My face might be still on top of my head here. You know, you can see my face, you can hear my, hear my voice, but I am in a, an avatar within that room with you, right? And that opens up a ginormous amount of opportunities because if you simply look on into gaming and how uh, you know people can interact in platforms like Roblox, Fortnite, that are gaming right. platforms, and how that has been really attracting attractive, especially for the the sort of like the next generation, because there is a whole new world uh, you know that you can explore and be uh, in touch with. That's that's what I'm betting a lot. That's going to be the future on how we connect digitally instead of us spending it's time on a camera like that. It's so interesting. And, and this is kind of a thought that's been going through my head a little bit as I get older and older that like, I hate to say this, but like, we're the old men now, right? We're, we're, we're not the kids. We're not the kids. And I look at my two kids. I have an 11 year old and, and a five year old. Kevin's got two little ones too. And they are screen first. They didn't grow up like us. I grew up with an analog. I learned how to type on a fucking typewriter. Seriously, right. like an actual. And we didn't have what they have. And we have different perspectives and viewpoints. And how do we as the I don't want to use your gatekeepers, but we're, we're, we're the ones helping to define and build it. How do we ensure that we stay close to the people, to the, to the, to the demographic that's actually going to move the needle, in my opinion? Well, I, I agree. And, and that's why, you know, it's, it's, it's really important to sort of like build experiences that they want to have. We say, oh yeah, the matter versus we want to have, right? Like versus right. Like hundred percent. How do we, and that's where our brand marketing, that's where people like us who actually have those skill sets need to always think about the customer and the audience first versus us, right? 100%. Because people are like, yeah, the metaverse is dead. There is no, that because nobody's on the central end. Like, yeah, nobody's in the central end because the experience is not great. Oh, but, you know, nobody's in sandbox or nobody's, yeah, you know, still the, the experience there is probably not necessarily built for someone that wants to use it or will use. Why people, <laughs> there is 200 million users, monthly users in Roblox. My kids right? are on all day long. Yeah. And and you guys have <clears throat> older kids than I because my son is two and a half, so he's not there yet. I, I'm sure they they if they could, they would spend the entire day in front of it, right? He would be on it all day, right, Kevin? Like all day long. Yeah, it feels like the the issue right now is um there's just there's a gulf between brands and and their customers. And it's this for web three specifically. The reality is we are likely completely different from the 99% of people that are about to jump in Web3. We are still here. So that makes us different. I was through the ICO crash. I've been through DeFi summer 2020. <laughs> I've been through the NFT uh, summer, winter, and everything that has happened Every up season. till now <laughs> with all our, all our JPEGs that have been losing value. And so here's the, here's the issue. The issue is two things. Number one, brands want to own the experience between them and their consumer. The reality is right now, there is not a, there's not a really good solution that allows them to custody the NFT assets, which allows them to provide experiences like token gating, like the loyalty things that you're, that you're mentioning. Right now, you have, you have Web 2 playing Web 3, like, like, Odyssey, like Starbucks Odyssey. That's more like a... I mean, yes, it uses a Web 3 solution, but the tech behind it is really Web 2. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know... In order for brands and customers to realize this next, this next phase, this next experiential brand dichotomy between the two, it has to be that there's a solution where brands have a easy ability to, to own, operate, 
the NFT experience native on their own platform. There's no friction between them and the customer, between that customer purchasing whatever experience it is it, that they have, and then the brand being open mm-hmm. to custodying that and, and, and doing that, right? So I'm just curious, are, are, are you seeing that as well? Have you seen any solutions for this? What, what are your thoughts on that? 100%. I mean, I, I've been I've been preaching that day and night, right? I think that the main thing I'm speaking right now and, and saying right now over everywhere I go, especially within the sort, sort of like rooms with with those big brands, and I was this morning with the Adidas Web3 team uh, alongside with the, the loyalty and membership team and a workshop to sort of like look into things like that, right? Like I'm talking to those brands and to those people mm-hmm. and to those builders every day, right? And yeah. everybody's trying to figure it out. Everybody's saying, and, and the, main, the main takeaway is, the playbook that Adidas and Nike created back in December 21, when Adidas did into the metaverse and Nike came came in and purchased Artifact, was NFTs as an asset class. The playbook is NFTs is the product. You buy, you mean to sell, you make money from the secondary and so on, right? So the technology in this case is the product. After that, 350 plus brands within the Fortune 500 realm have done something in Web3 very right. similar to that initial playbook. What I'm trying to do as a wake-up call for those brands right now is that, that the playbook is dead. dead. Yeah. All the pages all the pages have been used. And I'm talking Fortune 500 brand, right? I'm we not ran talking, the plays and they didn't, they didn't work. They worked for a little bit and then they're not they working They worked for anymore. a little bit. There were iterations, cool. Well, they worked because they were new, right? They, did they work because they were new and we haven't tried those plays yet, right? The first time 100%. you're doing the annexation of Puerto Rico or the, or the RPO you know, uh, offense, they're going to catch on to it after a bit. Yeah, and and you know, sorry the, for the football seasons coming out in <laughs> fantasy football earlier today. Good time, go Giants! And, and it yep. made sense at that Cowboys. point on time. It made sense because the community was still is, is still small. Because they say if you want to look into the NFT native or the Web three native, you could put that in a stadium, right? We have what a million active wallets <laughs> in that space, and I have eight wallets. I don't know how many wallets you guys have, but I'm sure that it's not a million unique users or a million right. people, right? So what I'm trying to say is that playbook is dead for brands. Uh, and I'm talking Fortune 500. I'm not talking like Bored Apes and, yeah. and all those projects. They will exist, you believe it yeah. or not. You know that will still moving on because there is a strong yeah, culture niche. and yeah. niche and and demand within the niche. But for major brands that need to build the next one billion pillar in revenue, that's that, right? So what I'm trying to help then is exactly what you were saying before, Kevin. Is seeing what's next. How do yeah. we use Web3 as the enabler? not as the product anymore. So you don't buy NFTs as you use NFTs to enable better experiences, for example. And how do you start sort of like getting that technology and including that technology within your already uh, existing journeys and products and services? If I can add to that real quick, Adam. So there's a second piece to that, right? It's the second piece for brands to consider. And it was to my first point, which was about us being different from everybody else. Mm-hmm. The reality is the other 99% don't want to custody those assets. They 100%. don't want to own those, right? So the issue for these brands is the reality. Most of these people don't want to own that. They don't want to own that stuff. So that, what that do I do with it? How do I keep it safe? That, what do I do with that's it? That's right. That's right. The I mean, 99% of us right now, like, think about that. Like, do you want, do you want owner? Like, Does think, my mom think need to own the NFT? That we would, right, 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 exactly. Does she need exactly. to know how the sausages made? No, they just want to have the technology behind it that's going to enable the experience. Yeah, exactly. So how far do you, do you think how, how close or how far are we from the tech just being in the background and you just having an experience and you have no idea has anything to do with NFTs? I don't think we're that far yet. I I don't think we're that far. 
And, and, and what I mean by that is because I speak with tech builders every day because they want to understand what the, what the, the fortune 500 brands want. And I speak with the fortune 500 brands every day because they want to understand what the tech builders are building. Right. So it's sort of like I live in that, in that, that in between space. But that's a brilliant place to live in. You're, you're, you both of your ears are working. And I'm Not trying, and I'm trying both. to help them by connecting and transferring Intel exactly. between you're them. The conduit. Right? You're the conduit. hundred percent. So the more I see the needs from Fortune 500 and the more I see the tech that's being provided, the more I see the gap, right? There are yeah. companies building it, 100%. There are solutions out there, 100%. I work with some. We could talk about that if you want. It's not a that's shield. It's just an example, right? So that's kind of like the way I'm looking at that. So I think that that gap's still pretty big. And the main three, the, the main factor that you touched as well, Kevin, on which is extremely important on the why is the friction. Is the friction, yep. right? How fucking hard it is to get a digital wallet set up, yeah. right? Is I don't want to. I don't want to have to pull up my bank account on a on a separate tab so that I can pay for this NFT on your platform. That's it's more just, steps. It's so much friction. It's so, so much friction, and and on top of friction for the user, there is friction for the brand because absolutely. you know from May to to November back in 21 when we were working on building into the metaverse to launch with adidas from may to november <clears throat> majority of the time that we spent there was talking to legal treasury and mm -hmm. corporate how the fuck we get through this friction, without friction, getting trouble friction. They, yeah. but it was uncharted territory also for them because you have these big companies that need to protect themselves and do their due diligence to protect the shareholders and protect uh you know liability and fraud and scams and everything Hey everybody, I wanna talk about a product and platform that I absolutely love and our latest sponsor, Interseller, the prospecting and outreach platform of choice for recruiters and sellers. Whether you're doubling down on business development or recruiting talent, Interseller does all the heavy lifting of finding contact data, automating the email and follow-up process, and syncs all that rich data into 20 plus CRM and ATS platforms. Reach out now and get going on a two week free trial and let them know you heard about it from Adam on the podcast today. Check out the link on the website. Appreciate it. I mean, so many different places to go, but you did make an offer before. I'm going to cash it in right now. As much as you can within the realms of your NDAs and everything, let's let's talk about like, what's this killer app going to be? Who's working on the next level shit that's really going to get us to where we need to go? What are you seeing out there? I'm I'm really I'm really excited about finding like one use case, doubling down on that, and then getting people's attention on that use case. So everybody's excited about it, and then we go and build the second one, right? So all all my time now is being spent in loyalty and membership and engagement, right? So how do you leverage Web three technology to solve problems and to tackle into opportunities that Web two technology is not able to? So we are not going technology first; we are going problem and opportunity first, and then you deploy the tech on that. And that starts with engagement. One of the major problems that all brands have is engagement, right? Especially when it comes to membership and loyalty. So the average American is within 16 different uh, membership and, 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 and loyalty oh, program. Yeah. That's a BCG report. It's not the Pinky Beanie Man <laughs> making shit up. So, no, if you look at your, even your television consumption, how many freaking accounts and subscriptions you have alone, not counting your retail, your gyms, and all the other shopping shit that you do. 
A hundred percent. So what is the problem there when there's right. so many, there is little engagement because there is too many. And then the second problem is that all that stuff is transactional. Get a free juice, get 10% off, get two cents off. It's all transactional. So it's like, you're not really creating a great brand experience. You're not giving me something unique. It's but does all it always like, have to? But does it always have to? I mean, like, right, if I go to the guest station and I'm using X, uh, mobile, right? And if I'm, if I'm keeping that loyalty, but I know I'm getting two cents off a gallon and somehow it's tied with with blockchain in the background, I don't give a shit. It's transactional, but it's okay. But it's loyalty also. But what if it's not transactional and you can get really dope experience uh, based uh, on your uh, behavior? So, so, so I'm setting this one say, up for you to go. Yeah, let's go. And, and it helps you build community around your around your idea, which now you have just people you know, interacting with each other about your brand. How cool would that be? But yeah. some brands don't need that because they are transactional brands. Like Mobile Gas for me is a transactional brand. There's no well, freaking... I'm working with Shell right now and I can tell you that they okay, want to so do let's things get that are so, not necessarily okay. transactional. So, 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 so please, so please. So set up my, my brand two thinking with Web3 forward thinking. And I'd love to hear, let's use that as an example. Gas stations, right? 99% Something that you have to go to. of that money is made in the mart. In the mart. So you want to keep the loyalty, right? Gas stations in the, the gas station model Right. It's not they make pennies off of the gallon. Right. <laughs> it's about driving into the convenience store. And that's why they're yep. so robust these days and pour all the money into it. Right. Yes, sir. So just to just to rewind a little bit on, on your initial question, and then we're going to build on top of that with exactly the use case you were asking me to talk about. Let's so go deep. The third thing within that sort of like loyalty problem or, or membership problem we have is siloed approach. It's closed the ecosystems. If you are part of the membership, the, the McDonald's membership program, they only brand you get to engage with really is McDonald's. Maybe there's a Coke promotion. Maybe, 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 there's, maybe there's, an else. Entertainment, there's an entertainment promotion going on or something. Maybe, right. but it's not scalable, Shrek. right? Which means mm. there's less engagement because I just go there to do stuff with McDonald's, right? So maybe they don't want to just do stuff with McDonald's, which means why they are not able to scale that, right? Why they cannot like tap into their big uh, pool of partners. Uh, because partnership is hard. Scaling partnership is hard. And the main problem with partnerships, and that's again, BCG report, not a picky beating man making shit up, is that data integration is the problem, right? In Europe, we have GDPR. I, I live here. So that's the, the, the rules we, right. we run under. I know in California, you've got something similar, but not in, in all the US. And you also have like, you know, the data integration is a problem because ideally, in a, in a ideal scenario, what you want to do is uh, you as a user, you go through a certain journey within a brand website, that journey brings you to another brand's website. Uh, and there you land and you start the experience from, from where you finished mm -hmm. on the other website. You don't need to do all the logins and so on. But without you brand giving personal information to the other brand to provide that integration, there is no way to have that, no. that, 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 that journey. What Web3 now enables is exactly that because of smart, smart content integration, because APYs, because of composability and so on, right? Continuity. So that's where it becomes exciting. So now that we landed into that situation at dog, now think about a energy company or a, a, a petrol station company, as you refer to, what is the play for them, right? Those brands have hundreds, if not thousands of partners that they could do stuff with. PCG is huge, right? They also have uh, CPG, sorry, CPG is huge. Right. They also have automotive partners. For example, <laughs> Shell has Ferrari. Who in their 
you know who in their in their mind of sponsor motor f1 love, racing right exactly who in their petrohead <clears throat> love wouldn't like to have an exclusive experience from ferrari wouldn't have wouldn't be interested <laughs> in having access to that right they could learn from the people. porsche fail right <laughs> i was there i was well, i saw it i saw it i have the little porsche i have the little matchbox car. yeah like, thank I, you I think, for thank you for under delivering over promising i think i saw that too yeah, <laughs> I think that's a good one. And, and the one that I keep going back to in my head is airlines. And this is like my crazy thought, right? Like you buy, like the transferability, like you can't just buy a ticket and transfer to somebody like a concert, right? You can't, there's a lot of security around the airlines. I think that's what's kind of cock blocking, did you say that, right? Let's block in, <laughs> right? That's blocking the, the whole deal. I, and I have this thought in my head, I'm like the next level of airlines where you could transfer tickets between people if you can't go. And people are starting to use it as a commodity, like on hot, hot, hot routes, right? Imagine that, like, Think about airlines, if they could sell out and then it's secondary market for, for tickets. And any hot takes on that, on my take? I want to go, go way beyond than that. Go, space travel, let's go. Right? Wait, because wait, wait one, obviously we can look at NFTs as, as a ticket, but what if we start looking as NFTs as a token and we start looking right. at tokens as smart tokens, right? As tokens that can- The most programmable contract on earth. Preach, Kevin. Preach. You know it. Preach, you know preach. it. Oh, I'm, oh, I know. I know exactly where you're going. Please continue. I like it. I like it. Keep going. Right? So now you've, you've purchased your ticket to go on vacation. And, you know, once you would land on a certain destination, maybe because your flight has got delayed, everything else that you've booked throughout that token, let's say your hotel, the car you've rent and so on, are notified and can take uh actions to change that overall ecosystem forward right so once you've landed there All because the, the ticket was the the plane the plane was delayed now your car has adapted schedule to be at a pickup your hotel now has changed because of that yep. so everything has that element of uh self um you know self actionable points that happen afterwards Automatic based on a certain exactly yeah. So that's what is amazing. And to your point before, who is building, uh, you know, that killer app or that killer use case, a company that I'm working with is, is, is very deep into that space since 2017, trying to build a use case, right? So that's where I'm like really bullish on because I'm seeing those things being built. I'm seeing the use case. I'm seeing the tech and I'm witnessing, uh, you know, the build of all those things that we think it should be happening. Uh, every day, which which is exciting. Now we need to keep building this case on top of it to demonstrate to everybody else that now V2 playbook exists. That now Let's it's go. more than just Let's apes go. on chain or Let's rug go. pulls, right? So Let's move it. Time that's, to time that's to that's what's the up. Kev. I, I don't, you know, there's, well, there's, I don't want to like steer this in a whole different direction, but like what you're talking about, I start to think about the, have you, have you seen the, the uh, auto GPT with the AI agents, that, right? So then I, know, I start to think, I know where you're going now. <laughs> you know, not, so, so then, so then I start to think about that and wow, do things get really interesting? Have you, have you seen, have you seen the auto GPT play out where the agents go and just yes, create sir. to a website and oh my gosh. So with, with it's that, really taking blockchain? the action to get to like, all right, I'm going to rebook you. I'm going to do this step. I mean, I got this following exactly. the if then or logic to get you to where exactly. you need to go. Yeah. That's that. That's you know what's exciting there for crypto and blockchain. Every agent will need to pay for goods digitally, that's right? And that's in an right. internet that it will be tokenized because that's what Web three is about. Banks will not be the ones providing bank account for agents to pay for stuff digitally. 
that's going to be crypto wallets. That's going to be cryptocurrencies. I'm not saying Bitcoin. I'm not saying Ethereum. I'm not saying Solana. I'm not saying show my bag below. I'm mm -hmm. saying cryptocurrencies as a concept. Whether that's Absolutely. the digital dollar or whatever, if you like CBDCs or not, that's a different can I, conversation. Can I but say one it more? will be the way that's going to happen. Yeah, it is my belief. It is my belief, Diego, that there will be Amazon coin, Microsoft coin, Nike coin, Same. Adidas coin. Every Delta brand coin? is going to have their own stable coin so that they can own the experience with their customer in a way that they never I mean, have. And banks will, it will not go through banks. It's just going to go well, through brands. Well, let's talk about, let's talk about real hot take. You know, PayPal just announced the other day, right? Mm, their coin's coming out there too, right? We talk, we, talk, we talk about the PayPal coin and that's really Web2, Web3 integration, right? I mean, they're, they've been at the, the forefront of this. What's the downside? Well, uh, the let's downside- fears, Let's talk about fears and threats to moving the ball forward. People that are ages, like light years smarter than I have gone down that rabbit hole from a tech perspective and highlighted already that it's fully centralized in many ways, right? They have correct. rights of correct. freezing accounts. They have rights of stopping transactions. They have control. Right? So there's, there's a lot of, of, of things there that we may not agree with as Web3 Max is as we are. Point is though, point is though, exactly what Kevin said before. 99% of the population on this planet won't care about self-custody, right? So what does that mean is that we are pushing Web3 forward, not necessarily the Web3 we dreamed of or the Web3 that we want to experience fully decentralized, but one thing doesn't uh, exclude the other. You know, we are making it easier for people to get into the space and yeah. maybe, you know, that's going to help our ecosystem to develop as well on the other side, which is the more decentralized side of things. I love it. And, and we could literally sit here for hours and hours and I hope everyone at home listening is really enjoying this conversation. And, you know, I'll tell you where to connect with Diego afterwards to go deep. And, but I want to, there's some things I want to touch on while we have our time together here. And you're, you're, you're a citizen of the world, man. You're, you're, you're traveling in, in Portugal right now um, from Brazil, but I want to talk about some of your favorite in real life experiences over the last couple of years of connecting communities and people. What are some things that have shined to you in your travels and experiences? Um, I think that <laughs> let's start from the other side. I I went to like NFT NYC expecting something like really year? cool. <laughs> this year? Two, Last this year? year? I don't this know year which year we are in, bro. Before, like, yeah. I have yeah. no idea which year we are in. Th this year could go to hell the for last all one. Care. Let's call yeah. it last one. <laughs> I'm just going to stay. I wish I could stay in 2022, believe me. I wish I could stay back there. <laughs> and I was really disappointed. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, like, is this the representation of our industry? Like, I don't want to be part of it. Right? Like, that's what it is. And then I, I went to Art Basel, Miami in, in December, and that was really dope. I was like, okay, dope. we got we got the creatives here, we I got was there, art, man. we Web got two like, was there. Uh -huh. we got the brands, we got the artists, we got the communities. I was sitting on a table that we had like, you know, photographers that were never making money now being able to capitalize on their uh, on their work. I was sitting on the table with like major fortune 50 brand leader trying mm -hmm. to understand and learn from them. The, the mayor of Miami was Suarez there. Suarez for president now. Right. Yep. Um, I was uh, your first Keith. jacked president, by the way. If he was president, <laughs> that dude's jacked. Well, yeah, true. That's true. Yeah, I was thinking about Charles Neger, but he, he obviously was never president. Just just governor. So that doesn't <laughs> Can't count. Be. Yep. Keith from from back on time, he was there, right? Uh, on on top time magazine back back in the day. So like mm -hmm. that was really exciting to see, like getting those people together and everybody to sort of like red be in the in the best sense of the word everybody else and everybody open to learn and you know regardless of which company you're coming from and how that's all for sure 
how you know how uh what? traditional that might be like that was really exciting for me to see one thing that i'm missing and and, and that's my fault i want to go to places that a lot of people from my community especially are in right like dude africa nigeria there's so much going on there India, there's so much going on there. And why I'm excited about, Mm -hmm. yeah, why I'm excited about those places, Vietnam, Mm -hmm. Philippines, is is because what's happening right now at scale, that Web3 will also uh, provide, uh, you know, in a manner differently than what Web2 Web2 provides, is the decentralization of opportunities, which is amazing. Centralization of opportunities. You don't need to be in New York to make in finance. You don't be, need to be in San Fran to make in tech. You don't need to be, be anywhere in, in the Paris world. to make in fashion. Now, now you know, making in this sense is not just fame anymore or being on the right museum at the right time. Like you can, you can literally make it financially, regardless of where in the planet you are. You know, I have a very good, a very good uh, uh, artist that I'm, I'm like absolutely passionate about. She's from India. She's 15 years old. She's self-taught uh, AI, Gen I, uh, you know, uh, art creation and so on. And she's been, she's been like changing her community, talking to her school, talking to local radios. We flew her to Amsterdam to give a, a keynote. First time ever she was on stage talking to major brands about her work. 15 years old, dude, from like somewhere in India, you know, and now she's having like a, a word stage to, to talk about how she's transformed her life and how she can yeah. help potentially, how this technology can potentially help mm-hmm. transforming other people's life. Kevin, you have a thought there? Yeah, I just it feels well. It's not. I feel like right. I think the 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 big reality is this technology right now is so much more valuable outside of Western society, Western culture, 100%. than it is for Western culture, right? Correct. So the decentralization, right? In Nigeria, the reason why it's so heavily utilized is because your bank will literally take the dollars out of your account so that they can so they can enrich the government. The reason why it's so valuable in Argentina is because the inflation rate's over a hundred percent. So yes, the sir. tenets of decentralization and, and hard money makes sense to folks where like literally it saves you, you like you're able to eat bread that day when you, when you wouldn't have been able to before because Western, wrap hand around that. because you didn't have to wait 10 days for Western union to send you your money of which they took $400 that you need. Like, but, but it makes so much sense to the outside world, not to us. And I think that's just a huge piece of it right now that we're starting to work through. I love your take there. And sorry, Adam, just need to jump in here because I have a personal experience on that. You know, a lot of people are like, oh yeah, like why would I go into this, this world of cryptocurrencies? I'm happy with my bank. My bank never created any troubles. Everything's fine. The government here will never do it. I'm like, it will never, because it never happened to you. My parents literally, literally my parents got everything confiscated back on the day because of the dictatorship that was running in Brazil. And out of one day to another, they had nothing anymore. Right. And once you realize that there is entities that have the power to do that over people that are close to you and within your family, then you're like, oh, oh, shit. I understand why it makes sense. Look what happens in Canada throughout COVID and all that with the truck drivers. Right. They Mm -hmm. were just freezing bank accounts left and right. Right. I'm not going into the political discussion of that, but it happened. Right. So it can happen again. And wasn't with you or nobody close to you, but maybe next time it may. So what if we have a second uh, fallback solution just in case in the pocket just for us case. to use? That's that's a that's a big one there. Go, going back to Basel for a moment there, again, you're seeing all these incredible brands, creators, artists. What's your dream collab, right? If you're playing like fantasy web three sports, right? And you're gonna put these two brands together or an artist and a and a, and a, and, a, and a brand, what would you love to see? My, my dream collab didn't happen, 
So I can I can also say that already. Hasn't right. happened yet. Hasn't, 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 hasn't sorry. Throw it hasn't, out to the universe, man. Throw, throw, has not happened yet or will never happen? Well, it could have happened and I could have made a play on that and it didn't happen. I'm very frustrated because it didn't oh, because it was perfect. Know. We need to know. We need to so know. So back, <laughs> go back, go back Motherfucker to- Motherfucker better oh, tell us I'm shutting this podcast off. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> if you want to hear the story, go to my podcast. <laughs> now, the Diego's podcast. So that's an interesting Link continuity. <laughs> yeah. Peace out. Peace. Find us on the Immutable Mindset. Bye-bye. And that's how you create demand. <laughs> <laughs> All the sound effects. Okay. First, we go for a break for our commercial and partners. <laughs> <laughs> this right. show is sponsored by. Okay. October 2021. Ooh. I mean, I still at Adidas. Um, my my good good friend back there, the guy that sort of like started everything and red pill me into the space, join a call. In the other side of the call, as a surprise, is Mr. People himself. What? <laughs> nice. And, and Fig and, uh, and other people from uh, 10KTF. And we were chatting through the ideas of how we could collaborate and what could we do and whatsoever. Dude, like the plans were so sleek. There were so many cool ideas to come through. And a lot of stuff that you've seen coming after from other brands partnering with Dan, we were talking about that like in October 21. And that's my favorite project by far within our space. Uh, I love the storytelling. I love how they took, uh, you know, that thing to a next level. I, I love the hints and everybody's on discords with like, you know, trying to check with magnifiers what this message means and all these conspiracies behind it. Dude, I love it. And, uh, yeah. and for me, that would have been a dream coming true. You know, like we, we if Adidas would have done something with, with 10KTF back there. Okay, what about you? What's your what's your dream collab? Did you say me? Yeah. What's my dream collab? <laughs> oh my god. Oof. Oh, oh, that's easy. On us, well, I'm a sneakerhead. I love sneakers. Um, we had the we had the opportunity to work with the with the team. I'm going to say Artifact. Honestly, great. you know what I love about Artifact? I love Artifact creators. I love mm. that they have absolutely mobilized their community. And their community makes some of the greatest creations that are in Web3. I don't know if you've seen any of this, Diego, but they have this, they have this creator program where, I mean, it's just people with their own time. They just love the community, love the story, love the lore. And like you said, you know, they, it's, it's about that experience and it's brought them in and it's immersed them. And the way they evangelize that brand, the way you know that they're going to stay loyal to the end it's because Artifact and Nike did a fantastic job building a narrative for these people to run with on their own. And now they are. And now it's just, it's so amazing. These things are, they're, they're creating. I love it. I, dig it. I haven't I, checked in for a very long time. So now you got me, you got me interested. AR, especially with Apple's new vision. Dude, it's crazy. It's crazy. Apple, what's, what's, your, awesome. what's your hot take on Apple, man? Are they just sitting and waiting right now? I know you got some inside info. What's Apple working on here? Those motherfuckers just hang tight and wait for everyone else to fuck shit up. Well, I think their their goggles already coming coming crystal clear what the direction is at. A little right? expensive. Yeah. It's the word flat screen TVs when they came out, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I think first you got the the ones that definitely are diehard fans and will give a lot of feedback and dabs and all of that. And then after you make the gadget more accessible, more useful. So I I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to see because whenever they play, you know, the the industry changes and and I think that, you know, especially sort of like XR on that sense, it's gonna it's gonna change a lot. 
a lot of people yeah. will start realizing that the metaverse is much more than the central and the sandbox. Yep. We could, we could talk for hours here, but I want to, I want to, I want to bring this home. This has been a fantastic conversation and we're going to continue this. We'll talk about doing some, some live tweet, uh, Twitter shows and some LinkedIn stuff as well to go deeper for any topics that you guys listening at home or into we'll connect and we'll, we could, we could do some crowdsourcing what resonated with you guys and, and we'll set up some, some live streams afterwards. I'm, Hopefully get some time from Diego. Diego, how, how, do, how do you stay? How do you stay in touch with the trends in the news? What's what's your alpha? What's what? What are you shooting into your veins, man? I talk. I mean, to you people. are the alpha. How does the alpha get the alpha? <laughs> I talk to people. I talk to people every day. So talk it's access. access. You have the access, and your ears are open, and people listen to you. Yeah, I get. I get. You know, the, the main motive why I love this industry is because there is not a single day that goes by that someone doesn't blow my mind with something that they're doing, believing, or thinking mm -hmm. of. There's every single day. And especially on the, on the space I am at that, you know, um, I have like a sort of like a big, big light on me, sort of like expecting what I have to say next. Oh, okay. Dick had the, the NFTs are dead <laughs> and you had a now PFP <laughs> all the time. And that's all you talked about. So now, now what is next? And then I'm ready to talk and people are like, oh, okay, fine. Because I keep myself on the toes talking to everybody right. every day. That's right. And, and going back to what you said before, for, for me, the brightest spot for me are the young creators out there. I'm, I'm, I'm deeply connected with, with Nyla Hayes, a 14-year-old creator, long neck ladies, uh, nice. the work that's happening to onboard. I, I work with Miss Old Cool Girls Project, a, a project whose core mission is to onboard young girls and teens into Web3 the right way, teach them how to set up a wallet, teach them about online security and give them, I want my kids to be way ahead of all the other fucking kids out there. I want my kids to have every advantage out there. And I'm going to make sure that they, that they have it out there. What, 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 what is that when, when, when your kid is, 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 is able, like what, what are you going to put in their hands? Like what's the first thing? A skateboard and a surfboard. Nice. Get outside. <laughs> <laughs> we nice. live by the beach, man. Hell yeah. I skate with him too, already. Man. I drop in balls with him on my lap and he's wearing his helmet. And we, oh man, I love we it. Jamming. That's the first thing. And then secondly, and I want to give him freedom to true technology. You know, the lifestyle I've been able to build and, and the life I have today is, is thanks to the space, is thanks to this technology, is thanks to everything that's happening within the space. So I wouldn't be here if it wouldn't be that. You know, it's Same. not that I, I was born with what I have. I, I, I earned that through, through hard work and I want to teach him that too. I love it. With three fathers here today, three forward thinking fathers who yes, want to for me and i say it all the time my, my legacy i want to leave this planet a better place than i found it by empowering my kids to be much better than me in every way possible and i applaud kevin and i applaud you for doing it diego let's let's wrap it home here i ask every guest on the show what is what is the single greatest piece of advice that you've ever received that you take action on every single day a mantra something you wake up feeling something you repeat in your head something you say to your kid and your family I wouldn't say receive that. I'd say I realized that. And, that and, and, the, and the simplest thing I can think of that I think every day and I don't force it is just what I sort of like input into my DNA is never be a dick. Right? So like you, you never know who you will engage with in the future and whatever type of engagement you had with Dan in the past will dictate the way they're going to treat you in the future. And you never know. You never know. Maybe today you're on the top. Maybe tomorrow you're down. Regardless of the position you are at, just be nice. You don't know what people are going through. It's a crazy world out there. And that has shown to me more and more, especially right now that I get an exposure, a ginormous amount of exposure mm -hmm. to people. Like, 
people that I've met five, Context. 10 years ago, uh, just yeah. reaching out and they're running companies now, they're CEOs, CMOs, whatever. And they want to work with me because they like who I are. Especially I, in Web3. My yeah. gosh. Especially in Web3. Especially. All the people that are left here, there's somebody's building and they're influential. So best be careful who, you, who you're talking to and how you're talking to. Just be nice. And right. And be like nice. we're seeing it more and more. The cool. I'm done with the cool kids club. I really am. And I'm not going to go off on a tangent here because I'm wrapping it off. I'll continue my rant on Twitter. But the cool kids club, I'm done with the cool kids club. It's not cool. Yeah. Bro, come, right? come to cool. LinkedIn. Come to LinkedIn. Yeah. We're building a very cool community there. I've done that. I know it sounds boring. I know it sounds yeah, some of it is the good, but the good ones. It's it's That's, it's giving me all I got in this space right now because people there are are interested in learning. People there are interested in building. There is no drama. There is no all that bullshit we see on Twitter every day. There is no like, oh well, um, you know, JPEG's down, so we need to find some beef to you know fill in the time because we're bored. No, people are building. People are thinking about getting better, working harder, making shit happen. Kevin, any 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 final thoughts before I bring it yeah, home? Yeah, no, just on that end, and I'll leave it there because I know you're wrapping up. Just, uh, yo, that you nail on the head. When I went to Twitter a year ago, I loved it because it felt like, it felt yeah. not the wag me, I hate the wag me, but it felt like everybody was like in the same sphere. But over time, I was like, oh no, this is just a bunch of complaining people that are tribal, that are protecting their bags. But like you said, on LinkedIn, there's still a lot of curious people that are so brand new mm-hmm. to this space that it's, yep, yep. It's, uh-huh. it's a joy to build community over there. So totally. I'm 100% there with you. I love it, man. The good vibes, I love good LinkedIn. people, good people. Yep. So let's, let's, let's bring it home here, man. Like, listen, you, you think about your life, the trials, the tribulations, going back to your parents, getting everything freaking taken them from a, from a dictator, how, the, how those actions in your life has formed who you are today. You look back on that, you build the resiliency and you have the tenacity to pull yourself forward when you've been down. Diego Borgo, right now, at this moment of your life, what is your focus? What is your compass? What is your North Star? Simply getting better as a human every day. I want to be the best mirror again to my son. That's what it's about. Hell yeah. I love it, man. Guys, this has been awesome. I, I love the conversation. We could do this all day long, but I know the 44-minute mark is when my audience is like, wait a minute, I got to go return some videotapes. <laughs> no, but I love it out there. Diego, where can folks find you? Where can they connect with you? Where can they learn more? Yeah, so LinkedIn is where I create most of my content. So Diego Borgo, D- D- Diego B O R B O R G O on LinkedIn. Get that one right. <laughs> yeah, it's hard, man. <laughs> Haven't been spelling this for a long time. <laughs> and uh, Twitter, Don Borgo with our underscore between. So Don underscore Borgo. Uh, that's where I'm up. And t- dude, I don't know when this is going to go live, but I just launched a newsletter today. And uh, so if people are interested. Congrats. This is people are interested. I'm going to give you the link, link you can put on the show notes. Yeah, I just uh, launched oh, that. Man. That's the Get place involved. where I'm going to share everything I'm learning, all my experiences. Get if you involved. want the alpha, that's Get what's in- going to be the alpha. Get you know, involved. Man. Get involved. Get involved. And that's how we do it here, folks. That's how we do it here on the podcast. I want to thank my co-host, Kevin. I want to thank Diego Borgo. I want to thank everybody at home for tuning into this one. You know where to find out more at thepodcast.com. Follow us on all the social media channels. If this show resonated with you, leave a review rating. It goes a long way. Remember, be good to yourself. Be better to others. And catch us next week for another great episode of the podcast. Take care, everybody. Wisdom is forever, but for us, it's time to go. Thank you for joining us. Luckily, we'll be back with our next episode soon, jam-packed with more incredible humans. Thank you for listening, subscribing, and sharing. To join the conversation, search The Pausecast on LinkedIn. 
and to catch up on past episodes and more info, please visit www.thepausecast.com.